San Francisco, I'm coming to you March 6th to the 9th. And then I'm coming to Dallas, Texas, March 22 and 23. Washington, D.C., April 21st. And then San Diego, May 11th. Come see me do the standing comedy. Get tickets at FumiAbe.com. Enjoy the episode. Three, two, one. Welcome, Welcome to, to Cash, Cash Cuties, Cuties, a super personal finance podcast where we analyze our friends' credit card statements and judge their spending habits with love. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Stuffy Bake. Few announcements. If you're listening on your Apple Pod app, please leave us a review, hit follow on Spotify, and sub to our YouTube channel for the video version of this podcast. And all the links will be available below in the description. Yay. And please, Hi. guys, these, these subscriptions, these reviews, they really count. iPhone mm-hmm. listeners, just pause this podcast right now. Please leave a review. Yep. We have like 143. Let's get that shit popping. Okay. Yeah. That's how we get the attention of these Apple people. These Apple people don't give a fuck about us, by the way. They did not feature us on their Asian American Heritage Month page. What is that? But that's okay. But it's you okay because we have okay. another chance. It's next year. <laughs> We're also not an Asian podcast. Don't get scared, everybody. <laughs> um, uh, Dodo Daddies. Uh, we don't have any Dodo Daddies this week, actually. We got zero. Really? <laughs> what the heck? No one donated this week. Yeah. You guys, this is very important because we do this shit for free. It's if, it it's is for free. It's for free. It's for free. And we're an independent podcast and we're recording in <laughs> Steffi's apartment. Everything yeah. we pay for ourselves. And it would just be nice to get some money for it. Also to help us pay for stuff. You know, like uh, the hosting fees, like 30 bucks a month. We pay for like Canva and shit. Anyways, it's just nice to, you know, get some money for effort. So if you love this <laughs> podcast and you've left a review and you're like, we want to support you more. Please go to patreon.com slash pod and consider giving us some money. And Wait. then in exchange, we give you a shout out on this podcast. Okay, well, hold on. Uh, yeah, t- this morning yeah. I did get one. Okay. What's chutney? <laughs> From Amy F. F. Thank you so oh, much. That's really nice. This morning I got $20 that's because, great. you know, on the that onion chutney I wanted to buy on yeah. uh, Add to Yeah, oh, Add to Car Podcast. Add to Car yeah. parca- Podcast. I think they're a fan from there. <laughs> so they were like, you need to go buy the chutney. It literally in the comments says chutney. That's amazing. So they sent uh, me $20. Well, I hope they're listening to Cash Cuties now if they came from that podcast. Yeah, I wonder so thank you. I wonder if came from Add to Car Podcast. But anyways, um, shout out to Amy F for giving Stenny $20. Yeah. She'll buy an onion sauce or whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> Um, moving on, um, Steffi, how are you doing financially? I, I have like basically similar stories, but things are looking up, I would say. Okay. Um, I, I want to talk about this. This is what made me happy is I want to introduce you to my little friend. Okay. This is Basilico. Basilico? Basilico. It's based on Brazilian? No, I think in Italian. Okay. (laughs) So you bought a it's basil. also like, wouldn't it be such a cute baby name? Basilico. That yeah. is cute. Basilico. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, I want to show you guys a tip on how to keep this shit alive. This is one of the hardest herbs to keep alive. I've had like three different plants. They've all died. I bought this one at Trader Joe's for, I think, seven or eight dollars. I've had this for now a year. Oh, wow. And what I learned. Why is it so small? The you would think heck? that after you'd be big. Small is powerful too. Really? These herbs, because they are organic, because I grew them here. Okay. Um, look at them. They're fresh. This, you know, I thought they were all gonna die off. Uh, but the reason why they've been alive is my friend taught me about this. Using a bowl, putting water, and it auto picks up the amount of water it needs. <laughs> What? Auto picked up. <laughs> you know what this sounds like? What? You didn't have a story planned and you just saw this on the table and now you're making something out of it. You have nothing. Just admit it. You have nothing. You didn't prep shit. You have nothing. I don't want to do <laughs> sob stories. I was like, I don't want to say I never asked you for a sob story. That I don't have any fun. What? What are you? Like, I have no. That is the financial tip that I was like, you know what? I think I would want to know is how to keep this basil plant i don't you don't have to go buy it okay um yeah so get a fucking bowl get some water put the plant in there and let the water just drink up and keep it near another bit you can't just admit it you saw you saw on the table i did see it but i thought it was yeah but it's like everything's improv (laughs) everything i do is improv okay let's be honest with our fans okay what we're tired because we just had to like we're doing this corporate gig 
we're getting paid to do a live podcast for a corporation next month. Yeah. Or this month for Asian whatever month. We're probably what not on the Apple Asian thing. American. I know, we keep saying Asian whatever Pacific month. That's probably right. Island, Islander Heritage it's Asian month. month. It's Asian month. And so we're like prepping for it. And we had to do like just like an, an hour of work just now. We yeah. talk to people, interview them to see if they could come on this corporate show. And yes, we're making a lot of money. Actually, the money we're making this month is actually like a huge part of my salary this month. So Me I'm too. very excited for it. Yeah, thank I'm you. I'm really excited to get paid. But uh, we're tired from it because we just did it back to back. We just interviewed a few people and they are four. all very fascinating. We interviewed four people to see which two would make the best guests for this live podcast show we're doing for this fucking company. We'll see how it goes, but that's what it is. So uh, we apologize uh, on behalf of this operation about... Uh, Basilico. <laughs> well, also, I think that you have a lot going on with the strike and all that. Yeah. So we'll get to that later. Yeah. Well, that's gonna be my story. What's your yeah. what's your what's your uh, financial bit that you've planned for days? No, it's not a bit. It's just like a thing, you know. Okay. Well, so, what, tell me about your finances. Okay. So, sir. uh, <laughs> this week, so I think on May first or second, uh, the writer strike happened. The Writers Guild of America. The Writers Guild Association decided to go on strike. It's on the news. And I've never done anything. I've never been part of a union before. I, You know, that's a very American thing. I've never, I've never done a strike before. So I'm learning all this, right? So what's happening is like writers cannot get a job for X amount of months until the co companies and the guild come to an agreement, which could mm -hmm. probably take about three months. So we have to go pick it and shit. So I went to a fucking strike. I've never been to a strike before. Have you? It's very not Asian because yeah. uh, I feel like I'm very not involved politically and this is very political, uh, you know, from like a worker's point, point of view. Yeah, right? I've done, I've all, only gone to protests, multiple protests. I think protests are political, but it's different, different because it seems very like, you know, Black Lives Matter or like gay rights. Like it seems more like, yeah, for sure, you know, and like I do feel that way about this, but there is like, I, I've just never, it's just complicated because like, we're like standing in front of studios blocking like CBS executives like way so they can't get in and stuff. We have picket signs that say like fuck you Netflix on it. Mm -hmm. You know, we're like just flaunting it around yeah. the, on Beverly Road or Beverly Boulevard. You know, protests are like that, right? Have you been to a protest? I went to like the Asian one, but I didn't really What's understand What's the Asian it. one? The Asian people were like dying or whatever. Remember when they were dying oh. or getting beat up? <laughs> This is so why we're not on lackadaisical. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. And yeah, uh, it's the same thing. You, you're blocking whatever we're protesting. We are making yeah, a movement. Yeah, I guess I'm just, yeah, even, that, even including that kind of but stuff. But it has I've, similar things where you need to make a sign. And sign. Like, yeah, yeah, Did yeah. you spend money on that? No, they do it for you. So the union's very organized. They're very, very organized. So like, all, they, they you have guys like are spoiled. No, no, no. It's not in like. In that way. No, no, no. We're not paying anyone to do it. It's like we have captains. So the captains do it. Is it out of their financial pocket or is it the union's pocket, right? Uh, they're not getting compensated to do it. But like, yeah, the supplies are probably paid for by the union, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, so anyways, I went, to, I went to union or I went to a strike and it was just so weird because I've never done this before. So I'm like that morning I woke up and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what do you wear to a fucking strike? I had no idea. Like, because you can't look too cute or whatever. So I just like wore <laughs> jeans and I went and I get there. Everyone's wearing blue. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Does that mean something? Because like, you know, sometimes yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's a color. Mean, yeah. And I was but like, that's protest. Like wearing I green I was like what the fuck but then I realized they give you t-shirts there so oh. that was that was nice and then like I got the sign and I didn't know anyone there and it felt a little uncomfortable at first because I'm like shouting yeah. things and I don't know anybody there but like literally two seconds and I got a fucking splinter from because the signs are made out of wood so like it's right here riders are not <laughs> made to do physical activities it's you guys so are funny. not we're made we're you're the complete opposite we're of, not physically fit we don't know of how a to jock, like oh right? absolutely yeah even like the chance where like people are reading it from their um, iPhone notepads yeah. and I'm like this doesn't feel very you know powerful Wait, was it kind of quiet no no no, 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 it was people good. People were allowed. It was good. People, I mean, like, okay, there's power. That's what I realized is like when you're at a strike, you know, you might feel awkward being there, but like, it's really about power and numbers. So you being there already, you've already sort of. I feel like test. it's like such a like when I think of writers like just top of head, I just imagine a bunch of like, introverted book nerds. You know what I mean? It's like, kind of, I mean, yeah, but it's like, different because it's like Hollywood people. These yeah. are like a lot of them are probably actors. A lot of them are like celebrities, right? Because did, but they're not there. Celebrities aren't there. These oh, are, these are people who write for like whatever. Like, you know, there's, shows. Shows, there's countless TV shows. You so know? did you see a lot of your friends? No, I just saw zero. <laughs> because there's, they're striking at like seven different locations. Uh, I went to the one near my house, Television City, which is ironically where I worked when I was working at uh, James uh, Corden. 
so I was like protesting there. So I did that, and I don't know. It just felt very American. Last night I went to a meeting and to learn more about it. There were thousands of people. We met at some building at USC. It was like a Shrine Hall or something. Have you been there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's part of USC, but it was in, it was mm-hmm. in that area. Mm-hmm. And there's like thousands of people who congregated, and, and we sort of, and they like the the uh, the people who are in the committee of the guild like went over how their negotiations went with Netflix, you know, Paramount, all these mm-hmm. people. It's really interesting, and I kind of wanted to like today, this week, I want to talk about. I don't know how fun it's gonna be, but I want to just kind of like do like more of an informational episode about the writer strike. I hope I'm gonna try to tell it in a way that's more interesting because I know most of our listeners don't work in entertainment, but I think it affects everybody who watches TV because no new shows are coming out from now on, mm. and it also affects like actors, affects directors, it really affects everybody. And I didn't know anything about this shit until like now. Every time I get an email from the guild, I never fucking read that shit because I'm not, I'm not, I don't read anything. I don't yeah. read, I don't like to read. Okay. Yeah. But like this week, there's like a lot of instructions about like you have to go to these meetings, yeah. you have to go to strike. They take attendance at strike, so if you don't mm-hmm. go, they know you don't go, right? So I'm like getting more into it. I went to a union meeting last night, and like, you know, it's very <laughs> like when people say stuff that's inspiring, people go like this. They like stomp their feet. It, it felt like I was in a it's movie. It's a new culture. You have to yes, learn all I, the. I mean, it's like as like an Asian immigrant dude. It's like I was a little uncomfortable because I'm not so comfortable like really speaking my opinions in that way. You know what I mean? Well, you're like going, now I'm in the guild and I have in the union and you kind of have. You're to. being opposing. What do you mean? Oh yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm going against the. Grain. Oh, you're going against. I'm as saying a I'm going against Netflix, Hulu, Disney, yeah. ABC, like yeah. the biggest corporations. Exactly. And so it feels like. Not wrong, but uncomfortable only because I've never done it before. But do it was a cool experience. Do you feel like a rebellious person? Do you feel like you're being a bad boy? Um, I don't think I'm being a bad boy, but there is a part of me that's like, come on, guys, let's all get along. You know what I mean? But I realize you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You got to be on one side unless you're like a... Yeah, you're a spy for both sides. Well, so I guess like a couple years ago, they had a, what's called a plant. And so apparently like a, uh, so they strike, they almost, they, the last strike was 2008, 2009-ish. And apparently there was a guy who was at the strike who was being like, this is so stupid. I don't, I don't even know why we're doing this right now. Why can't we just take the deal? Who cares? Like being kind of yeah. a naysayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, uh. One of the captains was like, "Sir, can we see your ID card?" And it turns oh. out he like w- worked for the studios. Like he was a plant trying to like from within take down organizations, which is the thing that the government does sometimes. You know, people did that with like Black Panther. People did that with like all kinds of like sort of you know rebellious organizations. So yeah, it's with kind of protesting. Yeah, with pro- like anything. like you know during the Black Lives Matter, they had they said the police cars were planted. Yeah, you, right. Yeah, yeah. Remember they, that they do shit like that. They, you know, yeah, yeah. so it's kind of interesting. But I kind of want to like. So you got to be careful of who your friends are. That's like who what the I, yeah. People. Did but, you talk to but people? Luckily, I'm awkward as fuck. So I'm not making any friends. I've been trying, but I'm not making any friends. People, if <laughs> anytime we hang out, he cuts the night short and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna go." There are times, yeah, that we would be hanging out. Like you'd invite me to a house party, yeah, and then when I'll be talking to people, schmoozing, I'll turn and he's gone. Look, oh gosh, but he's look. schmoozing, and uh, is it making the noise? No, 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 we're good. Okay, we're good. schmoozing. And then I we had a little bit of a, not a tiff, but a, I had to have a conversation with him because I turned and he was gone. And so I got worried. I was like, oh my God, was I not paying enough attention to, to, to Fumi? Did no, I do something wrong? No, no, Does he no, not no, like no. me anymore? And then I messaged him. I was like, bro, where are you? He's like, oh, I left. <laughs> yeah, it's not personal. Then, I'm just like, a, I, I have a social battery. So yeah. like, I just, it's like, I just have to leave when yeah. I have enough. But anyways, I'm trying to sort of get over all these things and go into this new uncharted territory so today i want to talk about the strike and just kind of talk about like how it financially affects me you mm. this podcast and I, th- I think some of our listeners because it does trickle down you know if there are no writers there are no shows there are no camera people then there's no ads to be played right it like really affects the whole economy so i kind of wanted to like in like a non-biased way and not without getting into too much detail, kind of wanted to like give. It's actually really fascinating. I've been doing, I've been reading all the emails. I've been reading with Wikipedia's, and it's actually just kind of really interesting. So first, I kind of want you know the. Is that why you dress up like a little librarian researcher? No, I wanted to bring back 2010 <laughs> Fumi. I used to dress like this all the time in 2010, and nobody was fucking me. Anyways, um, so <laughs> today we want to talk about a topic that is You're fucking right with both Steffi and Fumi's money: the writer strike. Um, this is where I wanted to start. I wanted to start with why do writers and actors, people in this like entertainment creative field, need unions? And before getting into like the money and stuff like that, it's 
it's just a really interesting theory yeah. about like Steffi, like just flat out without looking at this, like you want to make it, right? That's why you're doing this. Yes. Right. Let's make it. If tomorrow. Yeah. Marvel called and said, Steffi, we want you to be in this new superhero movie. There's a Korean American girl from Torrance. Uh, she, she's a, she's a model during the day, mm-hmm. but at night, um, she spits, she can spit acid from her mouth and she kills mm-hmm. people or whatever. But she also loves plants. She loves plants. Uh-huh. Uh, it's this new super. Do you want to yeah. do this Marvel movie? Mm-hmm. What are you yes. going to say? You're going to say yes. Yes, but let me consult with the WGA. No, 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 no. I, I, no. First of all, this is not a gotcha thing, okay? I'm, I'm trying scared. to illustrate. I'm trying to illustrate. You've made I'm me scared. I'm trying to illustrate okay. to you why we need okay, you. Okay, okay, all right. Because, oh, I see. Okay, so okay? yes, so, yes. I'm, I'm a Steffi. Yeah. Hi, we want you to be this new Marvel movie. Are you down? Oh my god. Yeah, I'm Can there. Can you come on set starting tomorrow? Yes. You are the main character. Yes. Um, but, uh, but except on Wednesdays at one o'clock. But yes. Okay. Because the pod. Uh, that's totally great. Uh, we're gonna pay you um ten thousand dollars. Is that cool? That's, that's all we have. Is that cool? Okay, fine, yeah. See, and that's why we have unions. <laughs> because of what you just did there. So, it's so crazy because people who work in writing, actors, we never go into it for the money, right? We just love doing yeah. it. And so the thing is, I would sell a TV show for fucking Best Buy gift for card. For $2,000. Yeah, yeah, like right? nothing, but, yeah. But the thing is, if you say yes to this deal for $10,000 to be the main character of a Marvel movie, you're fucking it up for the next person. Because yeah. now you set the standard so low. Right. And so actually, the By guild- the way, I wouldn't take it for that much but yes okay yes because people want it so bad yes yes there are other people who do it for five dollars right right and so actually if did you know this if you sold a show tomorrow you're not in the writer's guild Mm -hmm. if you sold a movie tomorrow the writer's guild actually steps in and helps you negotiate so that you don't get fucked over and you don't fuck over Mm -hmm. other writers for selling something too Mm -hmm. low so it's actually like really helpful so Mm -hmm. that's why like unions are sort of necessary and it's really the price and like they're just cool like love what you do and you never work a day in your life well that i think that's the problem is because Mm -hmm. like people who do comedy writing or tv writing it's so much fun that we are we forget that it's a job and we we, and we sometimes we don't really value ourselves right yeah so that's like it's really really important there's only been like four strikes there's one in 1960 Mm. 1981 1989 and then 2007 2008 and this is the next one it's always always about money Mm. uh just to give you an example in 2007 2008 it was actually about dvds uh we wanted the writers wanted more so dvds were becoming a thing and writers wanted more residuals from dvds residuals means you the writer gets money every time your the script that you wrote on gets played on tv sure it's kind of like if you, you hear adele on the radio she's getting money right or whoever wrote that song is getting money that seems fair to me so DVDs are becoming such a big thing. They were like, we need to address this. Like, I want, you know, we want money for DVDs or whatever. And I think at the time they were getting 0.3% of all DVD sales. They were asking for 0.06 or 0.6. It ended up not happening. The uh, there, It's called AMPTP. I forget what it stands for, but it's Paramount Pictures, Sony Pictures, Universal Pictures, Walt Disney, mm. Warner Bros., ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, Netflix, Apple, Amazon. So pretty much any anywhere, AMTPT, AMPTP is every place you watch television. They said no. Now the problem is because streaming took over, right? It's no, no, one's, no one's watching like cable television anymore. Streaming residuals is ass. Uh. So our friends who wrote for these amazing shows, mm-hmm. Dave, whatever, they're making zero dollars on residuals. The Let me show this fucking tweet. Dude. This is a tweet from a writer who wrote Jane the Virgin. Uh-huh. This is her residual from writing that show. It's three <gasps> cents. So contrast that with oh my, my residuals. I, I was lucky enough to write for uh, a, t- a cable, sorry, uh, broadcast show, yeah. which means it's on like just anyone's TV, late night shows, right? Like Fallon, Kimmel, Corden, all that shit. Just, I have not worked there for like almost a year. Last, just a couple weeks ago, I got a check for like $1,400. And it's been like a year. That's always the case though, right? With uh, TV shows, broadcast versus streaming. And this is a problem because streaming is sort of- The hot, it's what's taken over. Right, and in the next five years, no one's really gonna be watching TV anymore like that, right? And so this is- this is one of the elements that we're sort of arguing about today. And so this is really important because people, you know, you might say, who cares? Writers get paid so much money. Well, it really matters because there's a writers have gigs and then it ends. And then we don't, we may not work again for like another year, like I'm doing right now. And residuals help you keep living. And so it's yeah. actually like a really, really important part of our livelihood. I feel like writers are t- being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And I wonder 
like the writing part, you guys don't understand, like the writing of a show or a movie or anything is like the key to making a product. Yes, you need money. You need like the directors and all that. But without a piece of writing, you can't can't make anything. You can't have a story. Yeah. And it is so hard because I've written some stuff. Right. But writing and your perspective, it is hard to a lot of times the reason why writers are hired is because it's it's more about their perspective. It's right, like right, right. who like their experience and things like that. You're kind of selling that once it's sold. Yeah, you're selling your life story. You're selling yeah. your life story. Yeah. How many life stories do we have? You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. And so like the minute you're selling it, you can't necessarily use that same story somewhere else or it'll right. be hard to like change it up. Yeah. So the fact that this lady, Jane the Virgin, got paid point three cents, zero, three yeah, cents or whatever. It's, it's insane. That's <laughs> so, so unfair. I mean, that's, let's, uh, she got more. I mean, she got paid uh, yeah, a weekly other ways. Whatever. Okay, but whatever you should Residuals, right? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. You wrote it. You, people were enjoying it you should be compensated yes. and so one of the, the the interesting thing about this particular uh strike is so what's been so for a long time the wga was really working with like the paramounts the cbs nbc's these are people who have been in the television business and the movie business for like years right these are like companies that were founded like whenever tvs became a thing yeah. right companies like netflix right apple tv these are new and they didn't they're not from the tv entertainment business they're from tech mm. so they come in here and they don't really understand that like they think writers are like sort of replaceable they kind of see us as like the lowest of the low kind uh-huh. of like an analyst at a financial firm they think we're like just people is it who a are personality thing what do you mean like are they disrespecting not like the technical like what you guys do but is it like as a whole are they like oh you guys just like visually don't look like people that <laughs> like do you know what i'm saying <laughs> maybe like, I, I think there's, there's like, like a, i don't know i, I definitely think people like big ceos of tech companies they come from a business mind so they're just they only see numbers and so because what because of the example i gave you earlier about how you would act in a marvel movie yeah, for a thousand dollars they know that about us so they don't necessarily see they don't really respect like the things that we can do because they know if we really came down to it we could be bought for five dollars right they're and not so, and creatives they they're, they're not, not creatives. creatives and what happens when C- tech ceos want to be creative is quibby okay could be fucking <laughs> failed miserably right <laughs> nobody wants quibby yeah. and it's fucked up because you know they think that netflix is like we give you opportunities but it's like don't act like house of cards didn't put you on the fucking map uh-huh. don't act like fucking like white lotus like sopranos like all like sex and city all these cities on hbo put you on the map you know what i'm saying it's not your yeah. platform it's our stories mm-hmm. right so that's like sort of the argument and just to give you like i love the math right we love the math uh so nearly 50 percent of writers working today um are are making oh sorry Writers working today are making actually 5% less than they were 15 years ago. And that's not accounting for inflation. So this is writers in the WGA? Writers in the WGA. Okay. And just do some math. Uh, here's another question for you. Would you consider this a success if in one calendar year you got to work for one season of beef? Would you yes. think that's... Okay. Yes. So let's course. do the math on that, right? Uh, so for a, a minimum, like a show like Beef, was those 10 episodes, um, some... A lot of episodes are like some some streaming is like only eight or whatever eight to ten. That's about nine weeks of work for a staff writer. Mm-hmm. Okay, now staff writers for a nine week contract they make five thousand dollars a week. That's forty five thousand dollars minus thirteen point five k for taxes. That's thirty percent minus twenty percent for agent fees. Right. So you you just made twenty two and a half twenty two point five uh twenty two thousand and five hundred dollars this year. Mm-hmm. Is that really success? Right. On a financial level, no. Is it on, you know, like a reputation and on your resume being a beef writer? That's huge. Huge. But, but financially, but which like, you need to live. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's you have no to move way. back in your no. mom's house with this, You would right? have to work like to live in L.A., which most of these, um, it's either L.A. or New York, right? right. You would have to live here. You need at least four shows then right if you're making this much money and like people often go once you get another job it's not that easy you know what i'm saying it's not that easy like yes some people get fortunate but like from the meeting people at these union meetings and strikes that i've been going to everybody talk to they're like oh yeah i'm not in a room right now and that's why the strike is happening because they're like i'm not working right now anyways like i have time i don't mind if you go and strike because i wasn't working anyways so you guys are there so there's no money so like for a show like that it gets you're not making any residuals at this point like for a show like beef before the strike. It's like three cents. It, 
That's so... I was talking to my friend Jordan Mendoza. He's only written for streaming. He said, he, he said he's made like $5 or something. <laughs> like It's like so small. Compared to like me, I was able to live like six months without working at all after I got let go. What was interesting is uh, Netflix is mm. kind of like swinging its big dick because... So not, Netflix has what? Not just TV shows from America. It's TV shows from Korea, Japan, Europe, mm -hmm. India. Mm -hmm. So they're like, well, we don't need you guys because mm -hmm. we have, right? If you think about the best shows on Netflix, mm -hmm. some of them are American, but there's Squid Game. Mm -hmm. There's like Old mm -hmm. Enough. There's like mm -hmm. these weird like shows from India, like Indian matchmaking or whatever. So they're like kind of using that as leverage a little bit. So which makes the situation like a little bit different. So there's like different levels in a writing room. There's like staff writers, there's co uh, story editors, and there's like the showrunner who's like sort of the boss, yeah. right? What companies have started doing, which I didn't know this, is if there's a show like Beef, I'm not saying this happened for beef. I'm just doing, using it as an example. The first nine weeks, we're writing the episodes, right? It's called yeah. pre-production. Yeah. Nothing is happening. We're just writing on paper. So I hire you for nine weeks to write the story, right? Mm -hmm. Then I fire you or mm -hmm. I don't renew you. Mm -hmm. So you're done working. You've made $22,000. Yeah. You've made $22,000. Yes. Goodbye. Then Netflix will be like, we're just going to keep the showrunner to finish out the show. So I'm now, the Netflix is just paying one person to do the work of like 10 people for like, an additional three, four, five weeks or whatever to finish mm. the show, right? So they're trying to get rid of that too. It's like, you need to hire all of us, you know, together, together for the, 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 the period of the, uh, the show or whatever. Uh, so that everybody gets, it's not just about money too. This is really interesting. This is something that, um, I think Mike Schur, he's a very, very famous writer. He wrote for the office. He's a very, mm -hmm. very famous producer. He said this back in the day, there was a way to train new writers. So it, if you came on, you would write with me, yeah. then you would go on set with me, yeah. and I could show you, like, this is how we write on set. This is what it takes to develop a television show, uh, to make one, right? But because I'm letting you go after nine weeks, you don't get to learn this part, right? So you're not really growing as a TV person because you only know how to write scripts and you don't know how to make a show, right? And so they brought this up at the meeting, mm. and to, to, this, to this thing, Netflix said, we'll let you, we'll let the showrunner um choose one writer for an unpaid internship so they can come on set and, and oh shadow gosh. them isn't that insane yeah and another uh interesting element about this is there's an argument about ai artificial intelligence uh -huh, uh -huh. and so there was some language i couldn't find a language but there's some language about how like you can't because ai is becoming a thing so the writer's guild said you can't use our members scripts to train ai so that you can replace us you can't do that and to that netflix of them said no but we can have we, what we can offer is an annual meeting about it and so that's that was like are a they huge trying to replace all y'all they Do you, you know they wouldn't a heartbeat right that's if they didn't crazy. have to pay writers five thousand a week you know that they would what they, i think realistic what would happen is like they would hire like one or two writers and yeah. they would have chat gpt write it and a human fix it because it's not gonna be perfect right oh that's what they shit. that's what they want but it's like so crazy to think that like they're making so much money off of our ideas and it's like i don't know they're just like there's like no respect there's no like we're just asking to like evolve with the industry because like 10 years from now there's gonna be another new technology right and we're just asking to like provide some protection so that we can have families we can go on vacation we don't have to worry every day we don't have to make twenty two thousand dollars a year bro like so how is it going crazy. is it you said you went to the meeting yesterday yeah, night so this and is the part so what was that about. like so every three years every guild there's a screen actors screen actors guild mm -hmm. wwga and there's uh, the directors guild of america mm -hmm. dga every three years they all renegotiate so the directors guild their thing expires may 10th mm. so we are trying to get them to come on board because if they strike now you don't have any directors and then i think the screen actors guild the president of that association was at the union meeting last mm. night and he said we're gonna we're with you mm -hmm. so if you guys i don't know if you're sag or not but if you guys mm -hmm. strike then there's no more jobs for you either so mm. then it's like the entire so no one can direct Industry. no one can write no one can act right. and so then netflix all these companies are gonna lose millions of dollars because there's yeah. nothing that so they, they can have make. to do something about this. They yet. always bend. They, they always, always bend. bend. Now, do we get everything we always ask for? No. No. But that's what that's how negotiations work. Right. And I think like because we all watch Succession. Yes. And I think like <laughs> the tech, the tech company part is so interesting to me because like, I think when tech entered entertainment, they have so much fucking money, but they don't know what they're doing at all. And I'm not saying that just to be like. A fucking leftist. I have friends who work at. When I had this other podcast called Asian Not Asian, 
my friend worked at Spotify and they offered me and Mike, the old host, something called the Spotify Podcast Accelerator Pro- uh, Program. They're like, we are selecting 10 of you to join this program. We're going to like develop you and give you a salary. And we're like, that sounds cool. But we looked into the terms and we're like, nah, this is not worth Because they were offering us like $50,000 a year or something. And we're like, that's not enough for two people to live. So we're like, no. Uh, because that also included us being exclusive with Spotify and we would do downloads. So we're like, no, no, thank you. Now, it's been two years. I've never even heard of that program, right? You have you heard of that program? No. No, nothing has come out of that program. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like they just have. <laughs> so, actually, the head podcast person got fired uh, because they're making zero money. They had that green room thing too. I think they're just testing all these things out, and they're like hoping people will just kind of yes. Like, they had a podcast with Obama that was bombing. Yeah. You know, like they they just they don't know they can't do this without us. That's I guess that's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. Right. And you like can't. one of my friends was like they they were like trying to get more comedy podcasts, and he was like, "Can I go to JFL to scout?" And they were like, what's JFL? Just for Laughs is like the biggest comedy festival in America. Mm-hmm. If you're in the industry, you would know what that is, mm-hmm. right? But they don't know because they're fucking tech bros. Right, right, who right. Who MIT or the fuck. So they yeah. don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. Like, I think tech people think they're really smart and they come over and they don't they don't really understand the nuances of like how this works. You mm-hmm. know? So you're threatened by the robots. So I, I think like how do they, you would, feel they would replace AI? us in a heartbeat, you know? Do you feel do you feel a certain way? About AI? Yeah. This is kind of interesting. I, I, I read this article about... um. AI Stephen yeah. Colbert versus Stephen Colbert. Yeah. So they compare jokes. So Stephen Colbert told a joke about Biden and then they asked AI to write a joke in the voice right. of Stephen Colbert. And so this is the joke. So this is real Stephen Colbert. He said, of course, we know President Biden's real opponent is the ravages of time. If he wins a second term, he will be 86 when he leaves the office. And voters feel, to put it delicately, that that is way too fucking old. But what matters is that Biden is young at heart. It's all his other organs we have to worry mm-hmm. about. That's the real Stephen yeah. Colbert joke. AI Colbert said, big, t- big news today, folks. President Biden has announced that he will be running for re-election. That's right. The man who once said he didn't want to run for president because of his age is now saying age is just a number, and so is 78. Now, I know some of you might be concerned about President Biden's age. In a recent poll, 50% of Americans said they were worried about his age, and the other 50% were Joe Biden. But let's be real, folks. Biden's <laughs> age is not a big deal. He's got the energy of a 30-year-old a 30-year-old and the memory of a... Uh, oh well, I forget what I was going to say. So it's, like, not bad. It's not good, <laughs> but it's not bad, right? It was funny. It's not bad. And so, it's like... It's just crazy. If this is what it can do in 2023, it, it's getting better every day because people oh, are writing, right? So it's a scary time. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, like... But I think monologue jokes and late-night jokes, it's not a fair example because this is... These are just like jokes. They're patterns. That's we can a learn very this pattern, intricate. Right. That but is. I, I don't know how I would do if we asked it to like rewrite beef. You know, I don't know if it could do no. that now, but it could be in five. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly. So why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Hey, remember when you said you were going to get me that gift from Japan last week? Whatever happened to that? Oh, yeah. I kind of ran out of funds, but I'm going to use EarnIn to get you that last minute gift because you're a loved one. Download EarnIn today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in Cuties under Podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. Cuties under Podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See EarnIn.com slash TOS for details. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America viewers we don't know and but so it's they say that ai is racist so like i don't know if they would get the nuances of an asian american what do you mean ai is racist if you told it to say something about like i, I heard like if you I, I can't see the example right now but it's like if you told a joke about like uh asians in korea and then told it 
I, it wouldn't come out the way it's supposed to come out because they only have the data that it's create uh, collected is from a specific place. Right. So, so it's, like it doesn't have racist, all data from like, all the uninformed. world. Yeah, so they uninformed. might be doing like a like a Japanese reference with a Korean joke or like it's like all Something, sort of mixed. Yes, exactly. Right. And so, I agree with you, but again, that's how good it is right now. Tomorrow it's going to be better. The next day it's going right, to be better. Right. The more info the more has, people input Right. And so that's the fear. And like, I mean, obviously no one can replace my trauma, like not even an AI. So I'm not really worried about it. But but, you know, for sure, if it's if it can get good enough, there is a world where they're like, we're going to. Can you imagine just fucking like going for a job and like you're up against an AI? Yeah. If AI has. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. I asked. I There's a writer named Andrew T. He wrote for um the, that that 70s show reboot, I think. And he was saying like. If an AI gets good enough that it can come up with its own stories uh-huh. as good as the one we're coming out with, then it's considered a sentient um, right. thing. And then the question is not about comedy. Yeah. The question is about, is this slavery? Li- like, do they <laughs> even want to write comedy, right? And I'm like, you're absolutely right. It be, it, it's, it's beyond TV writing. It's just Whoa. like, now it can feel things. And it has its own ideas that are just as good as mine, a human being. Okay, so, leave it up to writers having a strike to get this creative about what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, saying that we don't want slaves. We don't want digital slaves. So why don't you just let us do it? You know what I'm saying? Pay hey, us and let us do it. I was going to say, I've been seeing like on Instagram, all my, a lot of my friends are or friends yeah. are like writers and I, I see the, the picket like signs. Yeah. Do you guys feel competitive about what you're writing on the signs? I think we do. And are you guys judging it? Are you like, oh, well, that's not that funny. They I, must we not are be great. 100% doing that. And also, there's also like a quantifiable metric because there are people taking pictures of the funniest ones. <gasps> and so like, if you have a good one, you'll get a picture taken. Uh, what so, did you yeah. write on yours? Well, the first day I went, I got the fucking splinter and I was in such a bad mood, so I didn't do it. And I also didn't know anyone there and I didn't, you know what I mean? So I didn't do it. But I'm going to go again nervous? tomorrow. Were you nervous? Is that an excuse? Uh, were, you, were you like, oh, I got a splinter, so now I don't have to write? I was like thinking about stuff Pressure. when I was writing it. But it was interesting, like, <laughs> I just, I don't, you know, it, it goes back to the first thing I said about I feel very uncomfortable being vocal about my political views. And I, I feel so weird writing like fuck Netflix on it. You know what I'm saying? You don't like, want to be opposing. I think I that's very I part want to of keep your it culture. And write, like, damn. That was my first idea. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even make fucking sense. I want to keep that's it vague. I want to be like, for dot, real? Dot, dot. That's literally like dot, dot, dot. I want to keep You're... it vague. Like, man, I'm mad. Like, just like, just like keep it vague. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could be mad about the splinter. I could be mad about... What's happening with Netflix, you know? It's also this cost of, like, are we allowed to think of entertainment as a career as opposed to a gig economy, right? That's the other thing, is right now, it's a gig economy. You have people working once a year for a show for nine weeks. That's a gig economy. Mm. The, the dream of becoming... Like freelancing, a, in a way. The dream of becoming, like, a full-time TV writer is gone because the contracts are so short. So it's, like, yeah. it's this thing of, like... And that's, I think that can be hard to understand for some people because I feel like if I told my parents this, they'd be like, you should be thankful you can even fuck around and talk about dicks for a living. Like, you should be grateful. I think a lot of people do feel that way. They don't necessarily think of um, writers as, like, a skill or trade, you know? But now, after, like, reading all this, I'm like, I guess we're, like, it's the same thing as being, like, a car mechanic or, like, you know what I mean? It's 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 like a really specific skill, you know what I mean? It's not like <laughs> we're like fucking around the whole time, you know? Well, writing is interesting because I don't even know if you need to be a good writer. What I've learned is that in this industry, you don't have to be a good writer, but you have to have perspective and you have to have experience mm-hmm. and you have to have interesting experiences Yes, yes. and writing, like having them. But it's not really necessarily like I need to like be a fucking, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to think the about best right. Like, yeah, no, you, you, I, I, be like, you know, it's so funny. I when I was in high school, I always thought like, I didn't know what TV writing was, but when I hear the word writer, I thought they meant like, oh, those are the people who get like a hundred percent on all like the spelling, you know, it's, spelling, that's what I mean. Grammar and the the way they write is so eloquent. But exactly. like TV writing is less about that and more about ideas. Like, do you have a good idea? Yeah. I don't care how you write it. I don't care if there's <laughs> spelling errors or grammatical errors. In, yeah. in fact, if there are grammatical errors. That's more character. That's more personality. Right? Yeah. So I think that's... Dude, I got like a 510 on my SAT writing. I can't believe I'm like a TV writer. That's crazy to me that I'm like a professional TV writer. We're both you know in ESL. I, mean? like, I know. But it's like... But like I think like, that was that was really cool when I found that out because I think yeah. a lot of times like kids who aren't like 
you know, you get labeled in high school as like a math kid or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't score the highest on my reading test or whatever. That doesn't mean you're not a good writer. Like, so if anything, the, like the guild and the TV, these opportunities give me more confidence to be like, oh, I can be a writer without writing like I work for the fucking New Yorker. I hate the way those people write, by the way. Yeah, because you know what? It's pretentious, man. It's pretentious and we can't relate. And I think yeah. good writing is partially like people can the mass can relate the mass can to relate, it can yeah. understand oh there's this, something for everybody exactly that's what i feel about beef you know it's like mm. i'm not like i'm not from here i'm not from southern california i'm not korean but i know what it feels like to have a bad day and just ha- let that ruin your life you know what i mean like i know what the, i've never like killed people over it but i know what it's like to have like one stupid fight and it consumes my whole fucking life of the year, you know? You know how to externalize your depression. Yeah, you know yeah, how yeah, to, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. Rage, it's like human, humanness or whatever. Yeah. But. Hey, cuties. We want to take a quick break from the show and tell you that Stephen and I started a... Patreon! What is Patreon? Patreon is the best way to support us and this podcast. Fans can subscribe to our page for however much money you want to give, and in return, you get rewards and perks. That's right. We'll be releasing bonus episodes where we answer fan questions and get into more of our chaotic lives. Yes. Just go to patreon.com slash cashcutiespod and help us grow. That's patreon.com slash cashcutiespod. Back to the show! Yay! Okay, now we're going to answer fan questions for Cash Cuties with our cuties. Ooh. <laughs> Christy M. What's am it? I, AIT. Am I the asshole? Am I the asshole for leaving my friend's birth ugh, party after they expected their guests to pay for the drinks? So Christy M. sent this. It, this didn't happen to her, but she wanted her reaction on this Reddit thread. It's a Reddit thread. Yeah, but it's kind of interesting. This past weekend, my wife, 41 female, 42 male, attended one of my friend's parties that I was invited to. For context, my friend, 42 male, his girlfriend, 48 female, and their two friends, also mid-40s, male, female, were hosting this party, the four of them together. A few weeks ago, when I received the invitation, I realized that it said on it something along the lines of, please be prepared to purchase your own drinks. Didn't think much of it at the time, considering I just thought we were hiring a bartender or something. But fast forward to the day of the party. I arrive with my friends and it's my friend and his girlfriend standing behind their kitchen counter that they were using as their bar, making charging the guests for drinks. Now I was confused for a few reasons. One, the fact that this party was held at my friend's house. It's not like this was an event space or something where this would be normal, in my opinion. Two, there was no bartender there that they hired or anything like that. It was literally the two of the four of them standing in the kitchen at a time making drinks for people and then charging them accordingly. Drinks were all under $10. Now, that's so weird. I don't know if this is actually a common thing, but I have never in my 42 years of living been to a party at a friend's house where the hosts were charging you themselves for drinks. My wife and I bought one drink each, stayed for about an hour or so, and said our goodbyes. When we were leaving, my friend asked, why didn't we have that much to drink? I told him because I think it's ridiculous that they were charging their close friends for drinks. He called me cheap and an unsupportive (laughs) friend. I assured him that I'm not. If the charging of the drinks was for a good cause, like profits go to charity or something, of course I'd buy drinks. Wow. (laughs) This is crazy. This is wild. This is a crazy story. I mean, right off the bat, have you ever experienced anything like that where your friends are charging for alcohol i think when you're young and you go to parties like college you bring alcohol it's like bring your own beer but it's never like a bartender bartending and then i'm charged for that amount of i mean it's kind of like when you go to a wedding Mm. and it's not the friends but they hire a bartender i think at weddings there should be no like what is that called where the bar's not an open bar oh they like yeah they charge you for, like it's like a I not, not an open bar i like yeah. hate that's so even, tacky bro that's tacky bro, i don't even drink but yeah. i feel for my friends who do I drink think they could do a cheaper option do beer and wine you know you don't have to have liquor and stuff like that no i agree i mean i think the la- like the time the only times i've ever paid for alcohol to a friend like that is like ironburn and cause like my friend's hosting a party. He bought all this alcohol and he's like, it's five bucks to get in just to pay for all the alcohol I bought. And I'm like, that makes sense because mm-hmm. for the $5 I'm paying for the alcohol and I'm having a great time. And there's like a, there's like a DJ there. That makes sense to me. This is six people total at a six people. Is that really a party? You know, that's like a dinner party. I, 
first of all, logistically, that's how a that, get tiny get together. Logistically, this is awkward as fuck. Cause like, okay, imagine like me, you, another couple, and another couple. Yeah. And then so this is like a party, and then and then you're telling me that this couple here is the bartender so we're like over here chilling and then we have to go over there to buy drinks like i don't even understand how it works logistically this is like and it's like are you paying with venmo is this cash do they take credit card like well i could only imagine that they're going through a financial problem right i think yeah i think my first question was like instead of being like what's wrong with you it's like what the fuck's wrong with you it's more like are you guys okay financially like yeah maybe they're struggling exactly and at that point I would kind of feel bad if someone, if you were like, hey, bring some money because, you know, I have a, I, I'm going to bartend or some shit. Yeah. I'd be like, I would talk shit behind your back. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Me and whoever's next to me, I'd be like, this is fucking weird. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But, and it's honestly so sad. It's so sad. Like, yeah, yeah. I guess the writer's strike is still not, it's not doing well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, okay, I guess I'm going to do it. I mean, he invited me. He never invites me. He hates being social. So let's, let's and then I'd be like, all right, let's go. And I would bring alcohol. I wouldn't even like, pay, I wouldn't make you pay right. for it or anything. This that's, so, that's if it was a, see, I'm see your the, friend. The, the weird thing is like, let's just say that this couple was doing bad financially. Mm-hmm. How much did they expect to make from two fucking couples? That's four people. Like, That's what? like $50? By that point, you should have just thrown a party then. If that was your goal, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you need to scale, girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, how much could you possibly really, even if I got fucked up, you're going to make like a hundred dollars. They should have asked to bring other friends. Yes. So I, it, 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 the, it doesn't, it's not it a financial, they're up. not starting a business. The I, audacity also, yeah. Uh, right to like that's i i will say like i think when people are on like when people are in like these financial situations or like generally they're not doing well financially like people do make rash decisions i i, I told you this about like i don't know i, I think they're white why people do weird things for money when i was in <laughs> when i was eight when i was just into ohio we lived next to this like really trashy family yeah and i was at their house like playing and they were like kind of bad kids like they were like they got in trouble for like truancy and stuff but I was over there hanging out with like the son. We were playing video games, and like I didn't really know how to speak English back then. And his mom had all these books from when her son was in second grade or whatever. Yeah. And she started teaching me English. And then she went over to my mom and proposed that this white trash lady give me like ESL lessons for money. Isn't that weird? Like shit. Like this is kind of similar to this situation. And it's a cultural no. thing, so we don't know the culture of this person. And That's you true. think that is horrible, dude. I mean, my mom said no. I, I don't what did know. your mom say? Did she get? Did she say? Well, anything? she was just like, well, you know, like I think a lot of like my parents are very in, into education, so it's like it's not that we're against the cost of tutoring. It's just that like, what are your qualifications? And like, we kind of want someone who's done this before, you know, not just like some guy who speaks a language, you know? Yeah, it's not like she was in a financial struggle. She just kind of was like, maybe she was. Was she just testing it out? Like, I think she was like, well, they were, I told you they're kind of like white trash. I don't think they're necessarily rich, so I think. Any, oh, any, any kind of hustle needed? i think they're trying to hustle you know i don't think they are they taking advantage the of just i think there's a little bit of that i think they were trying to take advantage of my family a little uh, bit that's horrible okay one of the things i thought for this was yeah. i don't know why i imagined a very like I, this like because the wife is this older dom this dominating woman it, and so this, is that like, the woman who was charging my friend yeah the 48 female and the 42 male yeah. right they and were and their two friends were hosting i, the I like together. to imagine physically a dominant and a sub relationship uh-huh and somehow they were being taken advantage of by the people who wrote in wrote the reddit the reddit thread yeah maybe whenever they go out to dinners or whatever yeah this sub guy just pays every time and oh, then okay. right and then this dom person is like bro you're getting taken advantage of honey you need to charge these your oh, friends so, so the bartender couple is always being financially taken advantage of by the reddit guy yeah and they're like it's time to get back at them yes and only them yes. no one else <laughs> and so we're gonna throw a private party where you have to just give me money that yes. i owe yes but it backfired because you only bought one drink and it was under five dollars so we made seven dollars tonight honey the audacity to ask why they only bought one drink oh i know that's that's what's that's- like people are unhinged People are, I mean, that only makes sense if you're like a psycho or like truly you're going through something or maybe it is a revenge thing. I don't know. It's like, that is such an awkward. And I love how the Reddit guy said, I assure you that I'm not being cheap. Like, this is just a weird situation. 
but like I could only imagine you either had to be really poor or it has to be some it could it just be a cultural thing like you really think it, I guess you based on your story it could just be I like, mean you know we have some white listeners now because we made them feel bad last episode so if you're a white <laughs> listener let us know like is this a culture thing like do you guys do this we don't know if you're being taken advantage of or if this is just like a cultural thing because because I think different cultures can be rude in different ways if you go to if you ever go to China they're fucking rude as shit when they come out off the train. So, like, in in Japan and Taiwan, when somebody's leaving the train, they, like, wait for you to come out. And yeah. then you go back in. In China, it's fucking war, bro. Oh, yeah. People, grandma's elbowing in the face. But it's not considered rude. It's not rude. There. But to me, it's rude because I don't come from that culture. But So, I'm wondering. And they bring that culture to the U.S., but not yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, be yeah, rude. Yeah. It just is it's just part of the culture. Right? It's who they and are. So, I'm wondering, like, I don't know what culture. You know, maybe they're not white. Maybe they're from some, like, obscure country where, like, it's very common to throw private parties in charge of their friends. I don't you know what I'm saying. Maybe they're from, like, Zimbabwe, and that's what they do. The people in Zimbabwe, they throw a party with six people and their friends bartend, and that's just the way it is, bro. Maybe they're from, like, where is that? Is it uh, Sweden? Where things are, like, fair? Yeah, like, socialist countries? Yeah, Yeah, Norway, one of those. And it wasn't even rude at all. Yeah. Maybe maybe he was just asking, like, hey, I thought we were having a good time. Why aren't you drinking more? Yeah. It was a harmless question. I don't know if I would not... Okay, I think... I don't know if it's in the question, but we did read that it said, like, they're not friends anymore based on the Reddit thread and after reading all the comments. Yeah. I don't know if you don't need to be friends with them. Like, do you, would you not be friends? Like, I, I I don't know that I would cut off. Okay. The thing is they weren't really friends to begin with because if, okay, if I did this to you, wouldn't, yeah, you would talk shit, but wouldn't you pull me aside and be like, Hey, what's going on? Wouldn't you do that to me? If you were my actual friend, I would do it to you. But do you think it's because you and I are so open with money and we're creatives? So like we are more open to being emotionally like vulnerable. Like, you know, we would. But no, it's because we're friends. I, if I wouldn't do it, if we weren't friends, like I like if I went to like if I if uh, Eunice from episode four or whatever invited me to a party and she did that, I wouldn't say anything because no. I don't know her very well. But would you right? not be friends with her from then on? I probably wouldn't go to another party because because so I mean, they're not I, really friends. I don't think they're really friends. If a if a real friend did that, you'd be like, bro. Considering you have history together, you'd be like, what's going on? This is weird, dude. Like you would say that to a friend. No, but that's because we're open and we do therapy. Most of the U.S. Oh, are they... not willing to openly like have discussions. See, this is we're why behind this shit. podcast is important. You have to talk about money. If these these if these people listen to Cash Cuties, <laughs> yeah. they could have still been friends. They could have still been friends. And you know how hard it is to make friends in your 40s. They'd be closer you know friends. They would be closer friends because they would laugh about they it. They would laugh. Remember and... that one time you fucking Venmo me for a vodka tonic at my own house? Ha ha ha. <laughs> they would laugh about it. But now he has no friends, you know? Okay, we have another question from uh, our fan Raymond T. And this is what he had to say. Hey, Cash Cuties, big fan. This is Ray from New York. I'm calling in to ask, uh, how'd you determine what health plans to get? <clears throat> I know when you're like a freelancer, or when you're working like, you know, your corporate jobs, would you pay more for the higher uh, premium plan that covers everything? Or would you just be cheap and go, go for the plan that, you know, doesn't cover anything? And then, you know, because I think, you know, we're all relatively young and we're all relatively healthy. So then is it really worth it to go for the higher plan when you just go get a checkup every year and stuff like that? Something, you know, I feel like I struggle with sometimes because I feel like it's the psychology, right? Like, you know, should you get higher coverage just in case or should you just, you know, be cheaper and go for nothing and just, you know, hope for the best? Thanks. Okay. Raymond. <laughs> he I, sounds sick. That's exactly what I was thinking. I but think I don't know if it's like a, just a health problem he said well I, i'm not I, I don't know what it, it, it sounded like he was out of breath is what i meant yeah okay okay yeah, yeah like he had just done a workout and was like yeah <laughs> crazy, that's a crazy idea i need to call a yeah, cash yeah. cutie that's a very he, important he question out of breath or he's just eating potato chips that's what it sounded like he might have tripped on his way from hiking and was like oh my god i need to get health insurance yeah who yeah, do yeah, i yeah, call yeah. Um, cash cuties um health insurance is an interesting topic uh, we had some people email about this too so this is a good topic to cover it's interesting because i didn't you know we talked about this yesterday to, to prepare for this i didn't know that you've never worked for like a corporation so you've never had company insurance so you're not really familiar i haven't you're yeah. not too familiar with like the different levels you have access to no i'm, I'm so ignorant to so it, what has your history I'm always been with jealous health insurance? Of people with how, how has your relationship been with insurance uh i was always on a family plan until i became an adult and then well, what do you mean what do you mean by family plan it was like my mom and i oh your mom's company 
No, no, it was personal. It was just it's like, like it's not under a, it's not a yeah it's not no no it's private, like a private it's a insurance. private insurance. And what kind of private insurance? What's it called? It was Anthem, just Anthem at the time. Okay. And then I think they got bought by like Blue Cross. Uh-huh. And so, um, but I learned during that time if you're older, you have to pay more for insurance, mm-hmm. and I pay less. And we didn't have like a big like we we were the type of people, and I think a lot of immigrant families are like this. We didn't take care of our fa- our bodies like that. We didn't go get regular checkups. We like the way like my white friends would like anytime they had any, they had like a tiny mole grow. They would be already at the dermatologist or like, I remember Hmm. like my best friend growing up, she would, anytime there was like anything wrong with her, if she was like, she, (laughs) she'd be like, oh, she had milk and she'd be like, oh, my stomach hurts. And she's like at the doctor's, (laughs) you know, like she was just immediately already like made an appointment. She had come back. Yeah. She had like some mole thing on her face and she got it removed. And I thought that was crazy, like in elementary school to be doing that. And in my head, I was like, oh, she must be sick, like actually sick. Because in your mind, you only go if you have cancer. Like that's what you're thinking. Exactly. Yeah. You need to be like duh in your yeah, deathbed. Yeah. That's interesting. You think it's an Asian thing. I, I, Is that not? Because my think friends, so. I, I went all the time because I come from a family where like everybody got sick pretty bad. So like, I think my parents were scared. So like, and we're paying for insurance. So we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we go. Obviously, we do the annual check like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't go. I mean, I go now more often because I'm an adult. I didn't go that often when I was younger because I'm young. But like, yeah, in my twenties, like, oh, like I, I remember I came to LA once and I was uh, I slipped on a bird scooter and I like fucked up my hip oh. and so like I went and got some like physical therapy oh. like my eczema like I you know I get a little cream to like treat it like so yeah I go a lot yeah so if I heard that at that age I'd be like bitch little bitch yeah I would think you're a little that's bitch. so interesting you know because I, it was like something I must have connected it to weakness I was like yeah if you're at the hospital but no but now that I'm older I'm like it's so important like to catch the thing before the thing is a big thing and, and, and also like I think as an adult you know this you pay so much for insurance like I can't even imagine how expensive private how much are you paying for private insurance so at that time I think I was $160 and I think my mom how, how old are you like 22 yeah oh you know what i think it used to be 70 dollars in high school when i was paying for my that's so cheap and then at some point i had to you know start paying for it for both of us me and my family and so i think i remember the last it was like 140 and then she was hers was probably like at some point it was like three hundred dollars something like like, 500 for yeah something no not 500 like at that time it was like something like 300 dollars yeah and then when I got my business, the real estate business, um, under the business, we had our own insurance and I'm still under that insur- insurance mm-hmm. with, um, my ex-partner. Yeah. And how much is that? That is $800 and we have an employee, an employer to under it. Uh, so wh- they're wh- getting, wh- wh- they're getting mean? insurance through us. Oh, right, right. Like from, okay. from through the business, right. we're the employers. Sure, and then sure. So I pay about 800 something dollars. Right now and, you're paying 800 bucks a month. Yes, but it's but half it's, him it, and half me. So it's 400 each. Yeah, 400 oh, inch but if, for if insurance. It's the company, it must be really good. I know it's like something like 40. I pay 40% once the deductible is met, what's which the, is like, deductible? I think it's 8,700. Six, oh. six to eight. I don't understand why there's two different. There's like a 67 and then an 8,700. So, so I, I don't know. Usually what. when there's two, it's because you're in it with somebody else. Yes, that's what it is. The 87 is for the two for of us. Yes. So but get, if it's yeah. just personal, I think it's six, some 6,000 right, 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 right. ish. Yeah. So can oh, I, can oh, you answer this thing that I don't know? Yeah. Once that amount is met, does that mean then I pay, they pay a hundred percent or is it at that point that I only pay 40%? Um, it really depends on your rules. What I would assume is, well, the, typically, I think what you're describing is like an HSA plan. Typically, I thought, I've never done an HSA plan. I'm going to do it starting September. I thought it meant you are responsible for the first $6,000 or whatever it is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they don't pay you anything. You're responsible for the first 6000 After 6000 they pay everything. But that part is dependent on your, maybe your insurance is they pay 80 and you pay 20 That's up to how good your insurance plan is. I think the one I'm going to join is like they pay everything after I hit I think it's 6000 for me and Maria both. And it would be 3000 if it was just one person. And then, and then you pay all of it by them. They pay... I, I think obviously there are exceptions. Like, you know, if it's really expensive, maybe you have to pay 10% or 20%. But yeah, they pay the majority of it. So is that, that why everyone, like my friends and you, 
yeah when you were younger were going trying to go so you can ma maximize so no the... i've so that's an hsa plan what i was on is a ppo plan which means i pay like a t I'm, I, when, I, when i worked at a company i pay i think i was paying like probably 400 a month uh and the company was paying like an, an additional 300 or something so a total of 700 or 800 uh and i didn't have a deductible mm -hmm. they paid everything right away i i just have to do a copay yeah. but i pay more a month right so if i'm paying 500 bucks a month that's six thousand dollars a year right so it's about the same mm -hmm. so it's like do you okay. want to pay do you want to guarantee you pay it if you do the hsa what if i don't get sick that year i save myself six thousand dollars right so that's the difference it's like if you the plan that i was on i pay more but i don't have to pay shit right so that's the difference so i think if you're younger that's my one of my biggest regrets i was i'm so risk averse even with health stuff i was on the best fucking plan when i was like 24 i didn't need it i was so healthy i think if you're in your 20s you should do an hsa plan because you're probably not going to spend six thousand dollars worth of medical expenses or whatever your plan is and so a lot of times you even if you drop 2k you're saving four thousand dollars and divide 2k by 12 that's how much you're paying per month mm. that's a really good deal for pretty good insurance so like i would if you're younger, if you're in your 20s and you don't have any crazy medical conditions, I would do this HSA plan by yourself. Hopefully you're not married, so it's like a little lower. And I would just do that. I think that's one of my biggest regrets because I, I did that for over 10 years and I really like, I really wasted so much money like wow. paying like five, 600 bucks a month. When I when I quit my full-time job, I got a job at Comedy Central. It was a freelance, didn't give insurance. And so I went on Cobra. Cobra is this thing, because I'm, like, I'm only explaining because you didn't know what it was. It's this thing where the company allows you to keep their insurance because mm. insurance through companies is usually like better, mm. but the company no longer pays for it. So you have to pay the full. So me and Maria together for like a year and a half, we paid $1,800. That's it was crazy. crazy, crazy, but we got it because COVID was a thing. And so we were like, well, Worried. if I get sick now, I'm fucked. So we're like, yeah, we're going to pay for this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's so expensive. Yeah, it's so, I mean, health but... insurance in this country is fucking crazy. Yeah. Ah, I don't are you know. happy with your insurance? Are you going doctors and stuff? Still don't go. It's a habit. Then why are you paying? About not because isn't it? Don't you legally? No, need not to anymore. Have... Trump, Trump. When Trump got into office, he he quit. He, he I that. just. You know what? When I broke my ankle yeah, two course, years yeah, ago, you gotta go. Yeah, I was so grateful I had it. Yeah, I still had it, and I it did help me. I did meet up meet up to the six thousand whatever, yeah. and so. Um, that honestly, that was when I was like, okay, I still don't really understand how much I spent. All I know is my medical bill just to go to the emergency room would have been $60,000. And how much did you pay? During that time. That's what I don't really know. Because the other thing I did was I asked for financial health with the hospital. Yeah. I emailed them and I was like, Hey, I don't have fucking, I really didn't have money. Um, can you help waive this? And they had a program that helped. And I'm pretty sure that's why I didn't end up paying. So how much, I think did, how in the much did you pay? I think I ended up paying like 10 or 11 K for your foot. Dude, I broke my ankle on both sides. I just was walking. Oh, you fell. I slipped and, and you right an, in front of the gym. You called was, an ambulance. Bro, you I know what that. really happened? <laughs> I was being late to the gym okay. and my personal trainer was, we, we went on a trip um up a mountain and we were at the mountain he's like he's like you're always late which was like kind of an attack that yeah. i just like, don't take it seriously yeah, yeah and yeah. so i was like no the beginning of the year i'm going to be on time oh. so i fucking ran and you slipped because it was 12 59 and my workout was at one yeah i ran and at that moment that's when i slipped and i still facetimed him after i fell and heard the break yeah and i was like i'm here oh my god but my fucking i'm outside and I looked at it. And he thought I was bullshitting that I was late. Like oh my god! I was, and then he's. I was like, no, no, I'm right in front of the the gym. And he came out. He's like, oh my god! And you're in an ambulance. Yeah, Bye. but you know that's crazy. Like an idiot. <coughs> I had a callback for a McDonald's commercial. Yeah. And I still went with the broken ankle before going to the doctors. Did you get it? So, it, yeah. So, but they called. They were like, oh, we like you. But your foot's broken. No, <laughs> but they didn't. But it was during the height of the pandemic, so yeah. they didn't want anyone that went to the hospital because then you're more likely oh, to get COVID. And so, there was so they they cut you. So they didn't. Yeah. yeah. But we would have been definitely one of the top, one or two of the top choices for sure. So this root. Are you, are you still with this personal trainer? It looks like he ruined your life. <laughs> it really sounds like I he, can't blame him. Yes, right? you can. 
Because you wouldn't have tripped and you would have gotten this McDonald's money and you wouldn't be here. I did. (laughs) It's all his fault. What I learned, yeah, what I really, I did think it was partially his fault, but what I learned is that you cannot allow other people to affect you as a person, whether you're going to be late or not, whatever. I was just like, oh, I'm just never going to listen to anyone else. Yeah. Also, like, why does he give a shit? Because your lesson ends at a certain time. So if anything, he gets paid to not do anything. Well, he's giving me a, you know, he's a a deal. Like, it's not, he's like, I know, if, but if you I know had what? you for 45 minutes and you were late, I would only train you until... I think he felt guilty time. a bit. Oh, after the foot thing. I think he did. But yeah, he, he was fault. the one that drove me to the audition and everything. And that was like literally an hour away. This is, so. this is psychotic. That Oh, he... That's... Okay. This, is, just, this is really crazy. Without, I know. But anyways, but um, everybody should go get checked, especially if you're in your 30s. Mm-hmm. I bet your liver's fucked. I bet everything's <gasps> fucked. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm serious, dude. Like, everything Fear really changes. So... I would recommend getting the good insurance plan if you're in your 30s. Yeah. Wow, that's... Wait, did he say he was in his 30s? He didn't say what age, but you know what? He sounded, you know, kind of out if of breath. You're, you're right. If he's in his 20s, because I never used it, get the cheaper thing. But if you're in your 30s, after you're 30, 31, 32, you should start getting yeah, the nicer. Yeah. You just never <sighs> know what's going to happen. I know. It's uh, the health. Yeah, it's a gamble. I don't, I don't know. All these people, like I have a lot of friends who just don't have insurance and I'm like... It's crazy because it's not like really that. you know people that don't. Oh yeah, so many people like all my friends in Brooklyn and stuff. <gasps> yeah, really? Medians, yeah, so many. They don't pay for it. I they read can't, they can't afford it. They can't afford five hundred bucks a month. That's crazy. That's so much money. I read somewhere that if you don't pay off your hospital bills, they can't really come after you. I read that too. You did, I right? read that what too. is that? I, we need to find out if that's well, true. But I don't know if it's true because I think what they do is they sell their debt to a debt collector and then that guy annoys the fuck out of you. But like, and your credit goes down if that happens. But like, I'm not really sure. But yeah, I heard like hospitals can't like, yeah, hospital. They're not like the mafia. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can't like Cedar Sinai can't come to your door and like break your kneecaps. But I, I guess I'm know? worried what's gonna happen to my like credit or something. Yeah, I don't know. We have to look into that. But anyways, uh, uh, Raymond, we think you should get insurance, and we hope that you get. Um, if there is something wrong with you, uh, we should we hope just you get eat and out. also try to eat healthy. Eat slow. Eat slow. <laughs> Uh, that was our episode of Cuties. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, please follow the, so, us on socials at Cash Cuties Pod. <laughs> I'm also on there at the Fumi Abe. That's T A G F U M I A B E. And I'm at uh, my Instagram's Baked Goods B I K E D G U D S. My website is stuffybake.com. And check us out on Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Cash Cuties Pod for bonus content. Oh yeah, yeah. We, have, we there's bonus stuff on there. It's not just money. You get stuff. There's bonus episodes. <laughs> Steffi's posting like foot pics and shit. It's cra- it gets crazy on there, man. There's more than foot pics. Ooh, so cool. check us out, man. And if you like Venmoing us, please get us at the Fumi Abe and Steffi is me. Thank you. Wow, you yeah. knew that one. All right. Um, I think that's it. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Until yeah. then, spend your money wisely. Or don't. Have Bye. fun. Bye.